everyone. Welcome to episode 94 of the Utah Rails FC show. My name is Lucas Muller, and I am joined today by Cindy Laura. Cindy, how are you? I am alive and well and hoping for the best of life. <laughs> um, how are you, Lucas? Uh, good. I, you know, also I'm hoping for the best of life, but uh, um, yeah, you know, just staying inside a lot, doing some bike rides and uh, missing soccer. Yeah, but you've done like 30 miles like a day, don't you? Uh, I'm trying to do 100 miles a week. Um, wow. Because after surgery, it's one of the like few exercises I can do. Mm. Um, and so I've been doing like generally 22 miles rides with a couple like 134 mile ride a week to get mm. to 100 um mm. <clears throat> that's been fun yeah sounds sounds fun i yeah i love biking. kicking my butt but it feels good to be active <laughs> it does it's like a good and biking is actually one of the best like exercises you can do because it's easy on the knees it pretty much works out everything um so I guess yeah. next time we see you live, you'll be like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. Yeah, my calves are going to just be massive. <laughs> uh, you yeah. bike to work, right? I do. And yeah, it's a nice little, I usually count it as like my cardio. It takes yeah. about, you know, 15 minutes to bike there. And sometimes I'll bike back for lunch. And mm. But that's, yeah, I love biking. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. I really wish I could bike commute. I, for people in Salt Lake, I live in Rose Park. My office is in Cottonwood Heights, which is like kind mm. of opposite corners of the Salt Lake metro area. So it would take me a couple hours to bike to work. Wow. You could get your 100 miles a week right there. <laughs> I could. All through the city. That would be super fun. <laughs> well, as great of a sport as cycling is, uh, let's talk about some soccer. Mm. Uh, the team has started training again. They're doing individual training sessions. Um, and it seems like that's gone well. You and I have both been on calls with um, team captain and American legend Amy Rodriguez and uh, new head coach uh, Craig Harrington. Um, did you have any thoughts about you know what they said specifically about those individual training sessions? I think the big thing was that how little the coaching staff is involved in the whole you know, training. I mean, yeah, I think that was the thing that stuck out to me mostly from the uh, Amy interview and um, yeah, there's no coach involvement at least at time when we talked to Amy. So yeah, that really surprised me because Craig said, like he helped set up cones and stuff and then left. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's your own players. I'm like, okay, bye guys. Um, and I wonder why that is. Do they just, I don't know. I didn't, I guess that was one thing that I hoped to ask. I didn't think about it until after to ask Craig was like, why are you not allowed to be, or why are coaches not? There is no coach involvement in these individual training sessions. Um, yeah. I yeah. wonder if it's just the league doesn't trust the coaches to 
keep distance or, you know, to not get too involved. Um, maybe they just really want to focus on like, this is more training for fitness versus, you know, for mm-hmm. like game day practice or game day preparation. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they adopted some NCAA rules. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a little bizarre from that, but, um, yeah. What did, what was your main takeaway from chatting with Amy? Yeah. I mean, when we spoke to her, she hadn't, it was like an hour before her first session. So she hadn't actually gone through one, but she seemed optimistic, um, and excited about it to, to be back and to actually like have a ball at her feet and, um, like there's interaction, but I think, I think she basically said there's like, it's a few players like working in a group though, maintaining social distance. Um, and so I would imagine, you know, if you've been quarantined a long time, granted she had just come back from California with her, you know, um, with her husband and two boys. Um, for a lot of those players, it has to feel really good to have some social interaction and, uh, you know, you're mm-hmm. a professional player. Like it's got to feel bizarre to have not played for so, so long. Um, and so getting back on the field, even in a very limited capacity, must be this kind of huge relief. Right. Yeah. And and that was like, you know, one thing she was like, it's just good to be back. Like, I think, I mean, they do player meetings or workouts. Is that what they're doing? But to actually like physically be out on a pitch doing it, which is kind of wild because if you think about it, the season was supposed to start, what, like two months, uh, maybe a month ago? Yeah, uh, April 18th, I think, was the season opener in Portland. Yeah. and so We're like exactly a month out from that. Yeah, so it's wild that they just, just like a few week, couple of weeks ago, they were able to start training again, which is so wild, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's fun to talk to Taylor Leach last uh, last week, two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, and you know, just hearing her experience of she's brand new to the team, she's brand new new to the city, freshly back in the United States after you know having been in Sweden for several years. Um, and then you know, she doesn't really know her teammates. Um, you know, she knows Kristen Press from um, her time in Gothenburg, but. Um, uh, hasn't seen her, hasn't really interacted with her because she is, you know, hasn't come back to Utah yet. Um, mm-hmm. So she had two training sessions with the team and then <laughs> quarantine uh, mm. and everything shut down. Like what a, what a bizarre mm-hmm. experience that would be. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, I, it was a good interview and I'm glad you got to chat with, with her because um and I forgot that she was signed during the Laura Harvey era. So she was actually, you know, recruited by Laura Harvey. So, um, yeah, it was good. It was good to hear. Yeah. It was also nice to hear just a whole different take of like the bar fight because, you know, you always hear Kelly and she did, had different takes. <laughs> like, was it Gunny and Gabby? Gunny, Gabby, and Arod were her like three <laughs> answers. Um, which often, you know, Gabby kind of surprised me 
I just don't, I don't know her. Um, <laughs> Amy, you know, looks like she would throw down in a second. And Gunny is such a fighter on the field that, you know, seems like she would do well in an actual bar fight as well. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I so. say that as if, like, I have any knowledge. I've never been in a real fight in my life. So, uh, <laughs> you've, never been in a, you've never been in a fight? Like, with my brother. Oh, okay. Like, you know. That counts. <laughs> Yeah, he was always older and much stronger, so uh we lost. They were short fights. <laughs> <laughs> short in one side. Yeah. Oh man. Well, uh any other thoughts on the training sessions? Uh no, that's those continue, obviously, even though the NWSO has pushed the whole training moratorium. And I think that's team that's like as a team, you can start training. Um, and that's been extended until next Monday. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, players continue to do their individual trainings. Team training is still on hold. And I assume that may just... And, and that was, like, one thing I think that, um, backing off a little bit with, like, what A-Rod said, was that every team is probably in a different situation because if you are in New York, New Jersey's, there's very different guidelines as, you know, compared yeah. to so it'll be interesting how teams adapt because they do have to follow state, you know, local guidelines, C D C guidelines, you know, they have their own medical task force for this. But um, it'll be interesting to see how each team adapts to training because you just can't train like you used to, you know, and mm-hmm. so it would be very interesting. I know. I wonder if, you know, if the league said you're okay to do full team training, I, I don't even know if that would be allowed to have that, you know, a group more than 10 in Utah right now. I, I'm really not sure. I'm sure mm-hmm. there are listeners who are like screaming at their, <laughs> into their earbuds. But um, yeah, I don't know what the rule is because it feels like it's changing, but it could very well be the case that, you can't have more than 10 people. And so that makes a uh, full team training real difficult. Yeah. Or do you, everyone has to wear a mask. I mean, how yeah, it's, it's yeah. Soccer is a very contact sport. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It has been interesting seeing photos come out of training, but sometimes like some players have masks on sometimes some don't, I think it probably depends on, how close they are to one another. Um, I, uh, but there have been a lot with masks on, which I find really encouraging because it, that seems important right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I had on that. Cool. Well, next thing on the agenda um, is there is a possibility of the 2020 season basically being condensed into a, a tournament format um, and that the the place being floated as a location for that would be um, Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Um, Cindy, you you wrote the, the article on this. Um, can you just explain what that could look like? Yeah, so basically it would be centered, it would be a very controlled environment. So, you know, teams 
and this is, there's, there's one report. There's really, I mean, equalizers, not at least the last time I checked, they haven't uh, contributed to this report or um, so it's really just coming from one source right now is um, Stephen Goff, who is from the Washington post, but yeah. So control environment. He's also Goff is also like excellent. You know, he's probably one of the most trusted soccer journalists yeah. in the country oh um, for sure for sure but you're right yeah equalizer hasn't they don't have any articles about it mm-hmm. um nor does the athletic i don't know no so i i but think because, Tobox sure does so what's well, up yeah what's up piggyback <laughs> off goff's uh article but i think um yeah so like mentioned it's would be control environment every you know it would be around the RSL Academy. Um, they would use the dorms there, the training center, area hotels. Doubtful there would be any fans, at, you know, and it's looking like late July, late June. So there's not even like a specific timeline set. Uh, you know, are O teams going to be involved? Possibly. You know, some teams may hold back. It just, you know, it depends. Uh but even head coach Rory Dames has, I mean, he's in the South Side Trap, which is the Chicago Red Stars um, podcast. They talked about, they talked to Rory Dames, and he also talked about the possibility of it, telling his players that as early as July, um, they could be playing games. So, yeah, a lot of wait and see with this situation because obviously what we've seen with COVID-19 is once you have like a plan set, you know, it gets pushed or thrown out the window. So Mm -hmm. I think right now it's a possibility, but um, a lot has to go into it. And then you have to start thinking about, you know, when those teams arrive, um, you have to start thinking about the quarantine process because I, even A-Rod who came in from California, she had to self isolate, I believe for two weeks. Yep. Yeah. So that would apply, apply to all those players. So it just seems like a lot right now on paper, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, it, the logistics of bringing eight teams from out of state at the same time during a global pandemic is pretty staggering. Um mm-hmm. Uh, I know that they're thinking about this um, for Major League Soccer that that they would play in Orlando at like mm-hmm. some Disney slash ESPN facility, um, mm-hmm. and they would do all the players in like one hotel and doing testing. I think they said every other day, but there's just so many factors um, mm-hmm. that go into that that just makes it really difficult and not not impossible um but the premier league is you know working on coming back um mm-hmm. i think over the last week they tested 748 players and club staff and they had six positive um tests from three clubs and who must now like self-isolate for a week mm-hmm. i mean what happens if you have mm-hmm. nine teams plus coaching staff plus support staff 
all basically like in Harriman and Sandy, Utah, and um, one person tests positive. Um, that that presents a lot of challenges. It's not not impossible. Um, you know, there there's a realistic um, avenue there that maybe that they, they could do it safe enough to where the infection rate of the players and staff would be lower than just the general population. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's so hard to know. And that's so hard to, to control. Right. And even, even now, like what, you know, are they obviously have to follow local guidelines. It's not just something that they can be like, um, you know, we're going to go to this, Salt Lake City, because they have great facilities and it can be easy, but it's like, is, you know, the city as a whole going to allow this? Um, So that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, Meg Linehan, who writes for The Athletic and is also excellent, um, Mm -hmm. tweeted, based on a few calls today, this NWCL to Utah plan, well, details are obviously starting to spread. Don't expect official confirmation tomorrow, hopefully by the end of the week. The NWCL Players Association appears to be involved in the process with access to all relevant info. Mm-hmm. So we should hit up Brooke Elby and see what's going on. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, I mean, that sounds really similar to what they're doing on the MLS side of the MLS Players Association is – you know, the players have to agree to do this. Um, right. Super curious what that would, you know, what their concerns are going to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully something will come up um, more details because it would be a big deal. And then is this like, and that's, that's my main question. Is this like the season or is this like the start? Let's see what we can get out there. Um, or it's kind of like a trial phase of like, is this what the season is going to look like? If if it's is the one month thing tournament, is that a trial? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I I do wonder if they're hedging their bets of there being a second wave, and so things might get shut down again. And if you get a tournament in, Hey, it's 2020 and we've had meaningful soccer, even though it was only a month or five weeks or whatever the, the time frame is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way, if things get shut down again, they can say, you know, something happened in 2020. It's not just this missing year. Right. Right. You know, it would be so bizarre to, you know, look back and, league stats league you know victories um and just have this weird little tournament that's not a full season um Mm -hmm. i mean and part of that is just the weirdness that's going to be the post pandemic world right right and at this point people i mean just want to have some form of of season and obviously to keep the nwsl relevant because any sport really because Honestly, the last thing I'm thinking about is soccer. <laughs> you know, like that's that right now, as much as I enjoy it, as much as I love playing, watching it, covering covering it, soccer is a lot, you know, the least thing on my mind right now. Um, so, yeah. but it would be a fun distraction to have at the same time. Um, 
if that means I don't attend a game or ever see a game or ever get to take photos or be on the press box, you know, that's okay. But um, I did actually did a poll last week and I was like, you know, if, you know, COVID-19 is still a risk, uh, would you rather start the season without fans or just wait till it's safe for all? And <laughs> that was an overwhelming 71.7% out of 187 votes that was like, just start the season without fans. So, um, yeah. yeah so. And, and we're seeing that in Europe. I mean, Bundesliga right. in Germany started um, this past weekend. I watched three games. Um and it is weird. It's weird to watch a game without fans in the stadium. Um, and it's just, it's quiet. It's a totally different atmosphere. I mean, Germany is, you know, renowned for having really excellent fan support. Um, right. And that just wasn't existent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the soccer wasn't as good because it's essentially you're coming back after not a lot of time to train. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the several month break, but at the same time, like it was super fun to watch soccer. Um, maybe I'm a little different than you in that. Um, (laughs) I do think about soccer. I realize it's certainly a luxury, not by any means the most important thing in the world, but you know, I, I I miss it a lot. And I think there are people who, you know, um, I think it's a mix. Like I think some people probably realize, Hey, this is not that big a deal. I can go without it. And, for some people and maybe I'm in this boat of like, this is something that feels like normalcy that feels like part of, um, you know, just life that I miss. Right. I don't know if a tournament is gonna satisfy that or make life feel more normal. Um, Mm. I don't know if that's important, but it does seem, seem like a real possibility of what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, and I think, just from listening to Rory Danes on Southside Trap, uh, which you should listen to, by the way, um, if you want to hear more. Um, it, it's not doesn't go fully into detail because, again, I think Danes is on the same boat of the rumors. This is what is a possibility. But um, I think the worry is going into the fall. If you have the season going into the fall and this thing, you know, say, you know, the curve is on the down and you know summer feels semi-normal you get into the fall season where you have the flu and flu you know and then COVID-19 you have two crazy risks going on so yeah yeah so yeah yeah Yeah. it's these are hard uh hard decisions to make for sure for sure so yeah, it looks like um, this all has to be approved probably by there's so many, you know, on paper it looks like a possibility, but then you have league owners who need to approve it, the players, uh, yeah. state, those, city, yeah. Those two pieces are huge, like the yeah. league and the owners, or the, the owners and the players. Um, the idea that's obviously being floated is, they would use the RSL training facility in Harriman and I'm sure Rio Tinto and the American first field, uh, uh, which is where the Royals generally practice. Um, 
And so, you know, Deloitte Hansen is probably very much on board with this idea, but there are eight other owners who right. might not like this. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's big. And then also, you know, players are going to have some real concerns about the safety of this. Right. Right. So there's a lot out there. Um, and you read his latest tweet about the competition format. What would that look like? Yeah. So there would be three groups of three, eight of nine advanced to quarterfinals, uh, single knockout matches. Um, mm. So that's weird. To have. <laughs> you have three groups of three and only one team of those nine gets knocked out. Um, huh. But that level of like, granular detail makes me feel like okay this seems thought out this seems like there's a lot of mm -hmm. uh, very specific uh, vision for what this would look like and then with eight teams it makes you know mm -hmm. single group um or like advancing a lot more straightforward mm -hmm. um and yeah this would seem would be a lot like a world cup i, I would imagine you know the group stage would be seated so it would probably be you know the number the top seated teams are first second and third last year then um four five six and seven eight nine um and i don't know if they would put them into three groups and then do a draw or if they just straight go with those numbers if they did group one would look like um the courage the rain and the dash group two would be um, Chicago, the spirit and sky blue and group three would be the thorns Royals and the pride. Um, hmm. And I think if, if it is top eight advanced, like Utah should absolutely get out of the group stage. <laughs> Unless it would be crazy. And they were in a group with like Chicago and right. um, North Carolina. You know, why not put the top three teams from last year in one group and then the next three? You know, so top three and then the next top three and then the next top three. That way it's a lot more competitive. Yeah, I mean, if it's really just dropping one team out of the group stage, it probably doesn't really matter all that much. Right. Um. But there's also a chance that you would lose a really good team simply because they're in kind of a quote-unquote group of death. Yeah. Or maybe they'll which, just do a World Cup-style draw. I don't know. Yeah. Which would, well, in the World Cup, they do that. They they have them seated. So you could be like, you know, mm. in the standings. I would assume they would go off last year's, but I don't know. But one through three. Right. And then those get, you know are all in different groups. Um, four through six are all in different groups. And then seven, eight, nine are all in different groups. Hmm. Drawn at random. Hmm. Wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. So we probably, because everything is out, the cat's out of the bag. Um, I'm assuming we'll hear something as Meg has said. Probably by the end of the week, we should hear more what the official plan is. Um, yeah. Wait and see. Yeah.
Um, aside from safety issues mm-hmm. and logistics and the craziness of the world we live in right now, mm-hmm. do you think this would be fun? Like, do you think this would be something that you look forward to watching? I think so. Um, just because there's was already so much excitement coming over from, you know, 2019 and the hype and the, you know, the U.S. national team winning the World Cup and sponsors getting on board like Budweiser and in a sense this seems like 2020 would have been the year the NWSL kind of like moved out of their parents' home and <laughs> you know like they're all grown try, up they're all grown up and try to make you know a splash a bigger splash so I think it would be exciting um, not just from like. A soccer standpoint because you get to see soccer and you get to follow the NWSL in a way and I would be excited for it for it for sure and I think a lot of fans obviously would be as well what about you yeah I mean I think it's going to be weird but I think it also sounds really fun um yeah part of me is just curious how on earth they would pull this off like what it would look like um but yeah, absolutely fascinated. Like no matter what, I'll I'll watch it. I'll probably watch every game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I think it seems exciting. It seems mm-hmm. obviously in an ideal world, this wouldn't have have to happen at all because a full regular season to me mm-hmm. is a lot better option. But um, it seems like you soccer in the U.S. meaning. MLS, maybe USL are talking about this kind of a solution. Whereas in Europe, um, they're kind of talking about trying to finish out the rest of the, mm. you know, the 2019, 2020 season. Um, and then they'll deal with like next season as it comes. Yeah. Um, so just because, yeah, these American soccer seasons are in such a different place than the European seasons. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I mean, if this happens, I would be excited. I don't think they'll allow fans. I I would hope they allow some media because I would 100% be up to photograph mm. as many games as I possibly can, but I have no idea if that will be uh, an option. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they'll want some kind of media coverage, but again, that may be very limited. Um, and, yeah, so no. who knows? It's... It would be exciting. It would be cool. But obviously, player safety is probably the number one thing. So, Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Well, let's move on to listener questions. Um, uh, I'll start us, and maybe we can just go back and forth. But uh, Camille O'Hara asked, um, new kits. Um, So I... Uh, this prompted me to text um, the one of the PR people at RSL slash the Royals, and he said um, they haven't set a date for the release, but they're expecting it to be finalized soon. Um, it's funny to think that these kits should have been <laughs> worn in games already, and we yeah. still haven't seen them. Um, but... I think hopefully they'll do something fun for the release. Portland has done a really good job the last, you know, few days teasing theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago's was just such a great kit. Yeah. 
Yeah. So hopefully these are good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait and see. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be, I mean, we've heard details already on what the kits could look like, but um, I heard they could be blue. And yeah, they may be mountains. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. Aaron Stockt Stockham asks, love to hear you guys discuss the potential timeline on the arrival of any European-based players to teams in the NWSL. I haven't really tracked other teams. Obviously, the two names that come the two names that come to mind for Utah are uh, Lucas. Help me out here with pronunciation. Buhari. Yeah, and the other one. Morrow. Yeah, Morrow. Morrow. Uh, so those two are the two big names that we've heard for Utah. Um, it's, it, you know, it's been reported as they are coming, but with everything, everything's on hold. And from previous report, um, I think the, the Tribune, the Salt Lake uh, City, the Salt What's the Salt Lake Tribune? Yeah. Um, they reported that this was a done deal, but um, the players haven't signed yet. And with even just travel restricted right now all over the world, it's, it's, it's who knows? Um, but, yeah. oh, I was going to say, but technically, this, we are, I think, already in the transfer at least a part of it. Yeah, it's it's weird with them not being signed, whereas like Diallo is officially unloaned. She is a Utah Royals player. Mm-hmm. I would assume, you know, if they do this tournament, there's obviously going to be several weeks of training before actual games kick off that she would be expected to be there, you mm-hmm. know, day one of training, just like the Canadian internationals and the U.S. women's national team players. Um mm-hmm. That you know, a flight from France to the U.S. would feel kind of sketchy right now, but you know right. people are doing it. Um, uh, but for the for the ones that aren't signed, that you know have been reported, um, but are really just rumors at this point, um, that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next next question. Yeah. All right, so Amanda asks um, two questions. Well, the first was about um, the return of NWSL training and um, the possible like league tournament in Utah, so we kind of talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second question is about their salary. Um, she said, I'm not sure how it works uh, in the NWSL with the salary. Um, I mean, if this league tournament happens, will they earn the salary only for a month or something? So that's a great question. Um, yeah. That's something we're not going to know for a while, but I guarantee you that the NWSL Players Association, um, that's going to be absolutely key for them in those discussions with the league about about this uh, this happening. Yeah. My guess would be if this is the only soccer we see this season, then they would get um, probably a reduced salary, but it would be more than just like a month worth mm. of their salary. Mm. Um, and we're seeing with 
or we're hearing with uh, Major League Soccer that players have agreed to like a 20% pay cut across the board. Um, But they still have contracts. Like it's not the player's fault that they're not playing soccer. Um, They should still be getting paid. I I would doubt that has changed, but um, you know, the league, the, the teams aren't very forthcoming about that kind of thing. No, no. That's actually a really good question. Um, yeah, what does happen? How are players compensated during, you know, these COVID-19 era times? And obviously MLS players would make significantly more than NWSL players. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see how they're getting paid because it, it's obviously not the player's fault that this happens. Nobody's fault, actually. But, yeah, that's that's actually a very good question. And, yeah, one I do not know. And hopefully we will know or how that works. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's something we'll hear some reporting on. Um as the league comes closer to, to a tournament or a regular season or whatever it is they do. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then virtual ask is virtual dead. I hope not. We really have no way of knowing. <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, though we pretty sure pulled, put a call that we were going to do. Uh, we're going to chat tonight and, episode 94 on that so i think he's alive and well yeah a recent college grad congratulations Woo. Woo. yeah congrats we miss you dude yeah we need everybody. to do a big reunion for episode 100 that's coming up and have everyone who's been on on it should the zoom version well, that could be <laughs> fun just kidding. I'm kind of zoomed out by now. Yeah. Zoomed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Cool. Well, any more thoughts before we wrap this one up? No, but I think, yeah. Should, I don't have anything. I was just going to say that um, the U.S. national team players, they're obviously not at, in market. So I wonder how this affects them. And that's a whole other ball game, I think, because they're obviously not represented by the NWSL Players Association. So, Oh, yeah. Interesting. So it's like, hmm, what if they don't want to play because of things? And, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Or, hmm, yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing to look into and – figure out and ask about and I hope there's some kind of like press conference call or some kind of call with um, the commissioner because there's a lot of questions about this yeah definitely I mean if if they go forward with this there's there's gonna have to be some kind of medium for for these kind of questions yeah and I'm sure there's there's a lot. Yeah, there'd be plenty. Yeah. That's all I got. 
Awesome. Well, um, yeah, good chatting. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thanks everyone for listening and uh, stay safe out there. Make good choices. Mm